Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes, this summer we've been focusing on this one chapter from the Bible, Hebrews chapter 11, sometimes called the great faith chapter or God's hall of faith. And we've been on a tour of that hall of faith as we've looked at Old Testament Bible believers, believers in God's promises and how their faith was reflected in their lives. Today we're looking at the story of Joseph, not the entire story, but one small event at the end of Joseph's life. If you want to read more about Joseph, his story covers quite a few chapters at the end of Genesis, starting in chapter 37 and ending in the final chapter of Genesis that we just read from, Genesis chapter 50. Today the event in Joseph's life that we're going to look at is his request and the testimony of that request to carry his bones from Egypt to the promised land in Canaan. Here's how the writer to the Hebrews reports it in verses 11, our chapter 11, verse 22. By faith, Joseph, when he, his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. It's kind of odd, isn't it? To begin our day today, to, to worship together, talking about the burial wishes of someone who lived 4,000 years ago? It's strange to think that any of what Joseph said about his bones, about his physical remains, would matter to us today. But that event, that request of Joseph, gave testimony not just to his descendants, but to believers throughout all generations. I'm going to ask you a question now. And it might be a little bit sensitive, it might be something that you'd rather not think about, but here it is. Have you made your burial preparations? Do you know where it is that your resting place, your bones will be buried? Have you chosen a headstone, a gravesite, planned out your funeral service? It's not easy or fun to think about those things. But they certainly are reality, aren't they? And maybe it begs this question, does it really matter? Does it really matter where our bones are buried? To Joseph it did. And in our lesson for today, we're going to see why that was such a big deal to Joseph, where he was buried. And so that's our focus today, the bones of Joseph. And as we take a look at this story from the Bible, we want to note two things. First of all, that Joseph and we look ahead to our future, to our home. And then secondly, that we trust in an unseen future, just like Joseph did. Yes, we could have chosen any number of displays of faith in Joseph's life that are recorded in the book of Genesis. Joseph's life is full of all kinds of ups and downs. As a matter of fact, people have taken to describing Joseph's life as a roller coaster ride because of the vast ups and downs of his life. Do you remember some of those? Joseph was his father's Jacob's favorite. He was given this special coat. Many think it was a coat of colors, many colors that he was given to wear that signified that he was the favorite. That brought about the jealousy of his brothers who then sold him into slavery in Egypt. But Joseph's life took an upswing when he was in the house of Potiphar and served so well that Potiphar put him in charge of everything. 
until Potiphar's wife took an unhealthy interest in him and Joseph was falsely accused and sent to prison. It was there in prison that Joseph became known as someone who could interpret dreams and when Pharaoh had a confusing dream that needed to be interpreted, Joseph was discovered. Brought into Pharaoh's presence, gave the solution to the dream and became second in command in all of Egypt. What an achievement for Joseph to go from prisoner to the second in command in all of Egypt. It was from that position that Joseph helped the Egyptians through a very, very difficult time, seven years of plenty followed by a famine. And it was in that position that he met once again his brothers who came to Egypt looking for some grain. What did Joseph do? Did he seek to get revenge on his brothers? No, he forgave them. And that forgiveness that Joseph offered to his brothers was based on his knowledge that God was in charge of all things. He actually said these words to his brothers in Genesis chapter 50, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. What God did through Joseph by putting him in the positions that he did is he had him ready to save the lives of Jacob and his sons and ultimately preserve the promise that he had made, a promise that a Savior was going to come from their line. Joseph was 30 and died at the age of 110, so for 80 years he lived in the splendor of being an important official in Egypt. And yet, When he died and he was honored by the Egyptians and embalmed and put in a tomb, it wasn't there that he wanted his final resting place to be. And he gave instructions to his brothers and to his descendants what to do with his bones. Carry my bones up up with you when you leave Egypt, Joseph said. Maybe we have to ask ourselves here, why, why his bones? Why was that so important to Joseph? And perhaps we can answer it in a word. Trust. If you prefer, we could simply use the word from the text as well, faith. This was all about Joseph's understanding of God's promises, his trust and faith in those promises. What Joseph knew is that the people of Israel, God's people, Joseph's descendants, they were not going to live in Egypt forever. They were going to leave an exodus, as we read in the second book of the Bible, from Egypt back to the land that God had promised them. You see, Joseph was so certain that God would fulfill that promise that he wanted to make sure that his bones didn't stay in Egypt but were buried with his ancestors in the land of Canaan. Well, it didn't happen right away, did it? Over 300 years passed before the exodus happened following Joseph's death. And a lot of things happened in between there too. The people of Israel grew into a great nation and they were oppressed by the Egyptians, forced into slave labor. But God's guarantee was good. And true to his word, God led the people of Israel out of Egypt with Moses as the leader. And then we read, didn't we, in Exodus chapter 13, that Moses remembered He remembered what Joseph had requested. For 300 years, that request had been passed down from generation to generation that Joseph's bones be carried up from Egypt so that they could be buried in that land, the land that God had promised. 
That was an important thing to those who had come before Joseph as well. Both Abraham and Sarah, as well as Isaac and Jacob, were buried in the promised land, and Joseph wanted his remains to be there as well. Well, maybe that leads to a question that is applicable to us today. What, what about our bones? Is it important where our gravesite is, where we are buried in this world? Perhaps the best answer to that question is no and yes. Let's start with the no part. Where our bones end up, where our gravesite is, where we're buried in this life, should God lead, let us live long enough to experience death before Jesus comes back? It's not going to matter, is it? We're only going to be in those graves for a short time. For the time between our death and when Jesus finally comes again. That's not where we're going to be forever. It's not where our remains are going to remain. And so where we are buried really matters not at all, at least not to God. What we're talking about here is the most important teaching of the Bible. The teaching of the Bible upon which everything else that you and I believe rests. It's the teaching of the resurrection. The resurrection of the body. That because Jesus left his tomb empty, you and I are also going to live again. That we will rise from the dead. That our bones too will leave our tombs not to be buried in another place, but to live with our Lord forever. That's what the resurrection is all about. That we aren't going to stay dead. Job confessed that in his own flesh he would see God. You see, to God, it's not going to matter what happens to our bodies. He's going to restore them, put them back together when he comes again in his glory. Can you imagine at this point what Joseph's body looks like having been buried for almost 4,000 years? And yet God promises that those bones of Joseph, just like ours, will rise to live. It's brought about through these words of Jesus himself. Because I live, you also will live. Joseph understood that his home was not in Egypt. And so his heart was in the promised land, in the land of Canaan, a place he had not lived since he was 17 years old. And yet Joseph's heart was there because he trusted God's promises. You know that saying, I'm sure as well, that home is where our heart is. And it's true. The life that we live in this world, it's not our home. It's not our final place. It's not the place that we want to be forever. That is with our Lord in heaven. And that's where we want our hearts to be as well. Like Joseph, we want to look ahead to something better than this life. The joy of eternity with Jesus. See, that's why we consider our home somewhere else. That's why we consider, like Joseph, that we are strangers in this land because Jesus is waiting for us in the joy of heaven. Joseph's faith allowed him to look ahead and see God's promises. Joseph could see not just that the promised land would be given to his descendants, but that the Messiah would come and that Joseph and all believers would live with Jesus forever in heaven. What a testimony Joseph's words gave to generations of Israelites. God will surely come to your aid. And when he does, take my bones back with you to the promised land. 
because I know God will fulfill his promises. Dear friends in Christ, it is our faith that allows us to see those promises of God too, to look ahead to the glorious future that is ours through Jesus. But I have to admit, and I'm sure that you do too, that sometimes that vision, that vision of the future that we have with our Lord, it gets clouded, doesn't it? It gets clouded by our lives in this world, by the things in this life. We spend time and energy on making our lives better in this world and sometimes forget that really it doesn't matter all that much because something so much better is yet to come. Is it fair for me to say that where we live right now is our Egypt? If we think of Joseph's story where he lived in Egypt for the majority of his life but he knew that was not his home, it's kind of how we live in this life too, isn't it? Knowing that this is not the place that we want to be, that we won't be here forever, that something so much better is still coming and that our Lord is ready to welcome us home. That's why we look ahead to something that Jesus has prepared for us and you know how he did it. He did it by living life in this world perfectly, a life offered to God on behalf of you and on behalf of me so that God looks at you and me and by faith sees the righteousness of Jesus. Those hands of Jesus on the cross took nails. It took nails for you and me to win for us the forgiveness of sins and that eternal life with him. And those same hands, those same nail-marked hands are stretched out wide, ready to welcome you and me home when Jesus comes again. Welcome us home to the joy of heaven. That's something to remember. I'm going to give you three places where I think this is so important to remember that Jesus is waiting to welcome us home. First, it's important every day that we live our lives here. It's important because we go through, like Joseph, those ups and downs of life, the trials and temptations, the joys and blessings, and sometimes it's hard to remember that something so much better is still coming. I think we want to remember the open arms of Jesus waiting for us when a loved one dies in this world. If you've had the experience of losing someone close to you, and I'm sure many, if not all of you have, it hurts. It's difficult. We don't know what to think sometimes. We don't know what to say. But if we remember those open arms of Jesus who says, come to me, I've prepared this place for you, what a joy that is. And then finally, when we face our own death, when our life in this world is, is winding down like Joseph, we can say our bones are going to be carried up from this place and the open arms of Jesus are waiting to welcome us home. It's that very truth that the Apostle Paul was speaking of in his letter to the Thessalonians. I'll read some verses from 1 Thessalonians 4. He wrote this, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with the loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so, we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. What an encouragement that is. The joy of knowing we will be with our Savior, the one who gave up his life for us so that we could live with him forever. 
that's an encouragement for every single day of our lives. Some takeaways from the bones of Joseph's sermon today. Number one, our bodies will be at home when we leave our graves empty. Yes, what we're living in right now is temporary, and so we're encouraged in Scripture to fix our eyes on the unseen, the perfect joy that is yet to come. Because this world is temporary, we strive to avoid attachment to our lives on this earth. There's nothing in this life that we can take with us, but our Savior Jesus will take us to be with him. And that's the final truth, number three. Our future is secure with our Lord forever in heaven. Jesus himself reminds us that because he lives, we also will live. Have you been wondering? Have you been wondering where the yes answer is to does it matter where our bodies are buried? We've talked a lot about the no, haven't we? But there's a little part of that that I think is important to answer with a yes, and Joseph proves it. You see, in our death, we can also give testimony to the people who are left behind. Our loved ones who mourn our loss but look ahead to the reunion of believers in heaven. What an opportunity we have in our deaths. Maybe by the funeral service that we plan. Maybe by a plaque that is around our gravesite or what it says on our headstone. We can give testimony to how important it is to have faith in Jesus in this life for the life to come. It's what rescues us from sin. It's what gives us the gift of eternal life. Maybe it's not that easy to think about, but would you consider this? Maybe a lot harder for the younger people who are listening to this today, but at some point think about your funeral. Think about how you want to give testimony to those who come to praise God for the life that you lived in this world, to praise God for his salvation. Point to Jesus, point to the resurrection. Because that's what we have. We remember those open arms of Jesus that are waiting to welcome us home. And that home, it doesn't get any better than that. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.